0: Hello friends, welcome to Take It or Lead It. This is Vale from Budapest, Hungary.
1: And I'm Bianca, I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: And the topic we thought of bringing up today is compassion. Bianca, why are we talking about compassion today?
1: So I'll start with a story. So when, um, shortly after we decided to do this podcast, I spent some time, I, I was kind of doing two main things. One is I was reflecting on, just kind of did a brain dump, if you will, of, you know, what are all the things that my heart is passionate about and I desire to talk about and, you know, what are the things that I know I've got stories to share about? So I made this list and then, you know, as you know, you and I talked about, talked about them together later and sort of planned things out. And, and the other thing I was doing is I was listening to some of my favorite Podcasts, some of the, the podcasts that actually inspired me to be here and the ones that, you know, have moved me and inspired me and at times even made me cry. So I was doing those two things. And while I was listening to some podcasts, I was making notes. Um, and separate from, you know, my 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 list of topics. Well, there was this theme that, that was emerging from both of them, and it was compassion. I was making notes just randomly. But, but three or four times, I think I noticed, well, this is compassion and it's a thing about it and this is compassion and this is why I wanna talk about it. So it became very clear, it kind of emerged on its own that um, let's start there. Let's start with compassion. Let's talk about it. So um, so that's kind of why compassion, but also there's another aspect to, to maybe the deeper aspect to why compassion, which is as I look at, you know, us as people, humans, I think we what we're doing just isn't enough and we've got to do better. I want us to try harder. So that's my other why, my deeper why, I guess, on why compassion, because I think, I, I hope that it just kind of resonates with people after we kind of get through with this discussion, anybody who might listen and, and they're like, you know, I think, I, th- I hear this, I get it. I think that if I am, more compassionate, both with people and with myself, um, I can, you know, make make a bit of a difference. So so that's kind of that, that's the high level, I guess, of 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 why I wanted to talk about this.
0: Yeah, thanks, Bianca. And I can reflect that when you brought this up, I was very positively surprised because that's a topic that resonates a lot with me as well. So, to go a bit deeper and maybe take a bit of a zoom out uh, from from your story on on the why is what I'd like to ask you what uh, compassion means to you
1: so to me, compassion it starts with empathy you, it's about empathizing with someone and wanting to help um, so when i when I spend time you know researching compassion because you know, we've got our, we've got our personal stories, we've got our, um, our own developed knowledge about it. But then it also makes sense to to deepen that and, and to kind of build it out. And so I find that there, I find that there are many different interpretations and, and ways of thinking about and looking at compassion. Um, I actually stumbled on this book, The Compassionate Mind by Paul Gilbert. And I thought, I thought his definition was it was longer, it was more complicated. It actually introduced to me concepts about compassion or maybe an angle of compassion that I hadn't really considered. So, so from I say all that to say that my definition I think is is quite simple, but it also makes the application more broad. So just empathizing with someone and wanting to help them. Well, let me tell you what this longer one was about because I think it's, it's interesting to look at the, the other elements of it. So Paul Gilbert devine, defines compassion as a basic kindness with a deep awareness of the suffering of oneself and other living things, coupled with the wish and effort to relieve it. So I think I, I, why that's important and why I wanted to share it is is that I don't think I ever made the connection between having compassion and suffering. Like I didn't see that correlation. I, I get it now. And that deepened it for me, like to, to know that I just cared and wanted to help and empathy comes naturally to me. So to know that like, that was a part of me that was that was the easy part but then to realize that oh i there's a part of this where you have to actually recognize the suffering and and want to want to make it better so um so that's that's a that's a bit about what compassion means to me what what about you what does compassion mean to you valley
0: yeah for me the the suffering piece has always been some somewhat a clear element of compassion uh probably because i I also did research, and having studied Latin uh, in high school, I I know a bit of the uh, origin of the word, right? It's cum patiens, which is really with the person that is suffering, with the sufferer, right? With the the patient, and the patient is the person that suffers. Uh, That's the origin of the the name from the Latin verb. uh, I believe it's patir. By the way, in Italian, there's also the same verb. It's "patira." It means really to suffer. So the element of empathizing with the person that that suffers is um, uh, it's it's crucial to me, and um, it um, I think the way I maybe I'll elaborate a bit more on that later. But the way I try to bring it forward is by uh, just being there, and, and I think empathy is more about sort of connecting on an emotional level with the person uh, and probably empathy is more neutral. It can be with a positive or a negative or type type of feeling. And and I think compassion needs to unlock an appropriate action that really, to to the definition that you read earlier, that really uh, meets the needs of the person that suffers, right? Because when you empathize and you're not able to react in a way that helps the person i think it's uh, it, it loses its power compassion i think brings the element of action and sometimes the action is purely presence sometimes the action is a hug sometimes the action is just listening without adding anything to it right it's really attuning i like this this verb to attune to the need of the person that suffers and sometimes it's really actions like if someone is hurt on the um on the street and needs to be you know, put in a safe place or needs to needs, um, emergency, then you call the ambulance. So it's really finding an appropriate answer to meet the need um, that is expressed explicitly or implicitly by the person that suffers in that moment.
1: Yeah, so compassion is cultivated at the intersection of empathy and a desire for action. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love that <laughs> yeah. definition. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So to continue and make it a bit more personal Bianca, is there a particular uh, story that you want to share that somewhat explains your relationship with compassion and how it evolved over time or any period yeah
1: Yeah so so I think about my younger self first when I think about my relationship with compassion and I I recognize that I was always um, I always cared about people I always you know, I was a kind individual, I was empathetic, I think I said it comes, it's sort of my nature, and I didn't know, you know, the name for it, I didn't know this was called compassion, I just, you know, knew I was a person that deeply cared for and about other people, and was always wanting to help them when I saw a need, and um, so with that said, that carried through um, into my adult life, and it wasn't until um, till my daughter was, was much older and I was able to take a step back and, you know, begin to had space, more space for myself that I came to the realization that I, I wasn't doing, I wasn't as compassionate with myself. Um, so, so my, my relationship with compassion is, is that, um, naturally, easily without effort, I, I am, I am compassionate toward others. But then I thought, oh, okay, I see that there's something here for me to build on, which is um, practicing this four and two and with myself. Um, And the interesting thing is, is that so compassion being like any other muscle that you have to, you know, use it or you lose it. (laughs) I felt that it got really strong, really fast in terms of being compassionate with myself. Um, So I still have, I still have moments where um, I recognize that I'm not and I should, you know, I could be more compassionate with myself. But, but I think that's my, my general story is, is that it's not, if you're a compassionate person, doesn't mean you're necessarily compassionate with, with everyone, including yourself. And that was something I had to learn.
0: Well, well, thanks for sharing. I think it, uh, it resonates with, uh, with me. Um, and uh, also with other stories I hear from people that tend to have uh, much higher standards on themselves that they have on others, and they can, uh, uh, you know, create, you know, very fulfilling relationship with others, but sometimes they are very hard on themselves. So to, to build on that, I um, maybe, is there any particular situation or recurrent situation uh, that you can reference to where you don't, you were not compassionate with yourself?
1: Yes. I think it's, it's actually very similar to what you just said. I, I am, I'm pretty hard on myself, um, in a couple of different ways specifically, which is I, um, I've really high expectations for myself. I expect a lot of myself. And, and also there's this other thing that kind of pervades my, my mental space, which is I'm always supposed to be doing something. Um, don't waste your time. Don't, don't, don't lose it, you know? And I think it, that started for me when I lost a close friend who had been sick for a long time. And that person knew that they were going to die. And so they lived their life so full. But one of the things they asked me when they were passing was, um, don't waste your time, take it, live your life to the fullest, take full advantage. And so I think in trying to honor that, I I have a hard time resting and not doing things. Um, so there's this kind of, you know, tug, tug, pull and tug between my mind and my body where my mind is like, do, go, do, you know, making to-do lists every day throughout the day. Even I'm constantly like, you need to do this. Um, go to Target, work on your podcast, check on your mom, you know, there's all these things. And, um, and my body's like, no, we're not doing anything. We're not moving or resting today. And so, um, so I think that, that's probably, you know, my um, my my situation where maybe I'm not compassionate with myself is that I I have to fo- I have, have to let myself rest, and so there's you know it, it, it's a practice I have to work on that.
0: Wow, thanks for sharing this. Actually, I don't think we ever talked about this specific aspect of of your personality of your life, but that also. Uh, is is, is and is a dimension where I find myself very similar because I also tend to do a lot of different things and my, I I really want to meet everybody's needs, particularly of the people that I love, and uh, and sometimes that puts me into very uh, difficult, stressful situation. I really you know need to go one thing after the other, and there is little break between, and I keep running, and I try to deliver on every single commitment to the best of my abilities. And sometimes I cannot say no to requests, particularly from when they come from people I love and care um, care about. So it's, uh, it's hard to then just, uh, you know, sit back and um, yeah, just give yourself a break a bit. And, and sometimes just need to say no to things that are making you overwhelmed or something, All right? Can you also maybe uh, share like, is, when was the last time that you... Uh, if you remember when you were not compassionate with yourself?
1: Oh, yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a day. It's it's interesting because as I was just sharing that story with you um, about my relationship with compassion, and um, I was thinking about yesterday. Yesterday was a day where I made such a list and but needed to rest. And, um, you know, I I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if I feel um like I'm not being productive which is silly because then I look back and I'm like I have to tell myself I have to actually have this conversation with myself you did this 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 and this today and I don't think I always give myself the credit for for the things that I am doing I'm just feeling like I'm you know not doing enough not um not taking full advantage and so so yesterday that's (laughs) that was a day when by the way I did let myself rest but this you know, this be compassionate to yourself was running through my mind. Let yourself rest um, all, most of the day yesterday.
0: So, so if you have a to-do list with 10 items and you get to do nine, uh, you beat yourself up for the ten that you didn't. Uh, and t- didn't
1: I, sometimes, yeah, until until I, check myself, pause and have this moment where where mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, there's the par- part of me that has learned to be kind to myself, which has to then coach the other part of me. That's like, yeah. you have to do these things, get them done.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I was recently on a, on a blog post uh, um, about compassion and uh, just to give it another flavor, if you will, we talked about being compassionate with others when they suffer and compassionate ourselves. But I think when it's um, particularly hard. Uh, it's uh, even uh, a situation where I feel we can exercise this mu- that muscle even more. And I think when it's hard is when you don't understand the suffering of the other person. When the suffering is disguised by anger or when when you feel under attack, right? Because when you feel under attack, you feel you're not being treated fairly. All you see is is that person being a quote unquote enemy or someone who you don't resonate with because you clearly have a, a point of disagreement. So I find that the highest expression of compassion is when you can be kind and respond, let me say with love or with, or with compassion, uh, when uh, you are being attacked um, in, in some form or shape, or you're perceiving a, a behavior as an attack. and um, I, I try to practice this a lot. So anytime I find myself in a, in a defense mode um, and in that fight or flight type of situation, I just pause. And maybe this is also a recommendation or an, an idea to, to, you know for, uh, for our listeners to, to be intentional when they are in that particular situation that triggers a fight or flight or, or even freeze uh, response. Is there maybe an opportunity to be compassionate? um recently or a few months ago i i i asked uh, my lovely cleaning lady her name is emma she she helps me with the flat here um to clean another flat where i generally um host people for long-term rentals and um and some you know someone left so she had or someone knew had to enter the flat so i asked her to go and clean the flat and uh you know a few hours later she texts me that uh, the uh, the man that lives downstairs was shouting on her, and he was even throwing a bucket of of cold uh, water uh, into the window uh, because he was so upset. And I said, "What's the matter? Like, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm just cleaning the window," and uh, he, he complains that that some some stuff or like some dirt came out of the window into his yard. So I said, "Okay, stay, don't do anything, just." Stay you know, keep cleaning inside the flat. I'm coming. I mean, this is really a small window, right? So I went there and I just uh, leaned forward, opened the window, leaned forward, and the guy was yelling at me that like you know, this person was doing this and that, and I have all these uh, uh, spider webs coming down. I don't know if how can even you can even see a spider web going down uh on a on a different yard like uh, you know we're not talking about <laughs> giant spiders here so but anyway he was complaining and he was somewhat you know, using an aggressive tone and of course my first uh sort of reaction would have been to just say hey dude like what's wrong with you come on like she was just cleaning a window i don't think she just dropped big things down but then i just i decided to take a breath and just listen and say hey i'm sorry i just uh, you know she's the first time here she was not familiar with the flat and um she only is only doing her job and i'm pretty sure it wasn't and it was unintentional um and and as i was doing this and pausing and listening him softening a bit and i i was thinking like this person suffers because that's that's what's underneath that anger for whatever reason like god knows what's going on in his life so there is a suffering underneath the uh aggressive uh, aggressivity uh that is displaying right so i try to just let go of my desire to fight back and just uh listen and told t- like okay i i'm sure it will not happen again she will be more careful uh but if there's anything i can help uh, or you feel anything you know you know where i live you have my number uh, just uh, let's talk let's talk things through let's have a positive conversations. That's a very simple example. But uh, I I always say like compassion, be compassionate when it's hard. That when you really stretch uh, the muscle.
1: Yeah. Well, and it, it really makes me think about um, this is so important. This, you know, being intentional about being compassionate. And it it reminds me of, um, I was listening to a podcast episode. And it was one of the ones that made me, made me cry. It really touched me. It was just talking. So it was um, actually Justin Baldoni's Man Enough, which I absolutely love. And it was, it was an episode talking about um, just seeing people's humanity. And it went on to say that compassion precedes comprehension. Um, I may not have the words exactly right, but, but that's what I took from it. And, and, you know, it was talking about how Sort of like you were saying in this instance, if you, there's so many people that are that are angered because they don't understand, they don't comprehend. Um, they're angered by you know someone else's suffering or by someone else's um, complaining or the problem that they they say they say that they're facing because they don't understand. So it's like take 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 you know compassion and comprehension and we can change the world. Like you you don't have to understand if you put compassion first (laughs) if you start with that you just see people's humanity and move with compassion then it's not about you know dispelling or diminishing um the suffering or the issues of others it's just about you know i see you and i see that you're hurting or that you're suffering and i don't i don't want that for you i want to help how about we just move from that space? If we get more people to move from that space, yeah. I think we we'd see a lot of um, a lot of progress forward. So, it's really really powerful stories. I think no,
0: I love what you just said. Like uh, compassion precedes comprehension, because in that in my specific case and in many others, I do not understand the person, and probably they don't understand me, and yet we can communicate in a in a way that. We both feel somewhat comfortable with the outcome, or we feel that there is there is space. there is no like, action and immediate reaction and, and response to the to that attack. Yeah, I, I love that thought. And in fact, it reminds me of a uh, former manager of mine and friend uh, when I talk to him about some of my stories, particularly when, when, with relationships and and certain life choices I make, he said Vale. I don't think I understand you but my job is not to understand you is to offer you my help and love. And, uh, and that's, I think what friendship is all about. I, I just don't understand the way you, uh, you know, your logic or, or even your needs, because I have different needs, but I think that that's part of, you know, being humans and the diversity of uh, the ways each of us, uh, tries to meet uh, their own needs. So I, yeah, that, I think I always find that a beautiful, uh, manifestation of friendship. You cannot possibly understand everything that's going on with others. So that yeah. that I uh, have high, f- high form of compassion to me.
1: Yeah so so Valet, what would you um, suggest to our listeners in terms of how to practice more compassion?
0: Yeah, I think uh, uh, you know when we are in challenging situations um, can be trivial or can be big, Uh, you know, there is always a tendency to, to go into, you know, modalities of behavior that are very reactive, right. That, uh, you know, just respond to the trigger, uh, be it uh, with uh, an aggressive uh, um, behavior, be it with uh, defensive behavior, where you just uh, turn yourself uh, into, uh, you know, you, you withdraw, for example. So when, when we are challenged, uh, that's, I think it's the great opportunity to, uh, to exercise compassion so being intentional when you realize that you are under those um emotional uh, sort of circumstances uh, ask yourself like how can you serve the suffering of the other person and and granted sometimes you are the passion uh, the person that needs compassion and um, and you can ask for it like you can openly ask for for support for empathy for understanding when it's you uh, that are suffering but when it's when, when you are challenged by others, uh, I think it can also be interesting to explore how can you be compassionate um, when you don't understand, when you don't resonate with the behavior or with the feeling of the other person. And actually just uh, that I, I had this in mind earlier and I forgot to mention, there's another story I'd like to share, uh, which also relates with loss. Uh, I was a teenager. I was probably 18 and a friend of mine uh, quite suddenly lost, uh, lost his mother from, uh, from cancer. And it was somewhat sudden, like in a space of two weeks, her condition deteriorated pretty quickly. And it was very unexpected. And I remember at, uh, well, in Italy, what you do is uh, when someone dies, most of the times you, um, you have the person in a, in a room in your house and people gather around uh, the person, which is still visible in the coffin. I don't know what's happening in the US there, but uh, um, I remember uh, I, am, I empathize a lot, okay? I empathize a lot and uh, uh, I empathize so much that I was there and I could not help but crying a lot, like very visibly and I just couldn't help it. And then there was, it was interesting to see the reaction of, we were four of friends, like the best friends um, of, of um, this friend of mine. And the reactions were very different. But I remember certainly the one of uh, one of my friends who was only there present and he didn't say anything, but you see he was visibly touched, but he just didn't say anything. And then when I was talking to this friend of mine who lost his his mother, you know, years later, he he remembers the reaction from this other friend that was more composed and he, he was clearly... Uh, empathizing, but he at he, uh, at that point, he thought, I think he was emotionally more intelligent than I was because my reaction was just too much. And I think mm. I don't want to say he wasn't compassionate, but it probably wasn't what this person needed. It was just yeah. my empathy being uh, being uh, being sort of exploding there. And and now when I face uh, death. Uh, I try to, you know, really ask myself, what does the person need uh, from me, Um, particularly the person that has lost a dear, dear uh, person um, in their life. So that's uh, just a story that came came up naturally.
1: Well, I think it's a really important, a really important angle to consider. So, So thank you for sharing that.
0: All right, so I think we talked quite uh, quite a lot and told a few stories on compassion. Um, is there any conclusive thoughts that you want to share, Bianca? Or
1: yeah, so well, first I've I've really enjoyed this um, discussing this with you, and and I, I hope that the stories we've shared or the um, references we've made, um, you know, our personal opinions about. Um, and thoughts on compassion, maybe it resonates and, and, you know, or maybe it even inspires someone to move with intentionality when it comes to compassion, um, not only for others, but for themselves and kind of how to do that. So um, I I did, I saw this really um, wonderful quote by the Dalai Lama that I wanted to share. And it says, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. So I thought that was, um, that was kind of a great way to, to wrap our, our discussion here today. And um, thank you all for listening. And we will uh, be back next time with more Take It or Lead It.
0: Thank you so much, everyone. See you next time.
1: Take care. Bye.